you have all these feelings inside and you, you might not have the words to be able to express yourself, but you, you hear this piece of music or you hear those lyrics and you're just like, that's what I'm feeling. Hello and welcome to the Songs or Spells podcast. I am your host, Carolyn King. In the crazy world that we live in, music offers a kind of self-empowerment, especially through social media. And people are connecting in with the comfort, confidence and power that this stands for. In this way, songs really are spells. Each week, I discuss what music and magic means to music industry guests. How has it helped them to navigate a tough industry and life in general? This week's episode was an absolute joy to record. We are joined by Idol's bass player, Adam Devonshire, also known as Dev, and his beautiful black cat, Toulouse. Idols are known for their powerful lyrics addressing toxic masculinity, baby loss, grief and racism in a cathartic performance style that many may find uncomfortable or even too confrontational. But songs are spells and Idol's artistic language is that of release and we need more of this. I was so grateful to Dev for openly discussing his own journey with grief and with alcohol and it really made me think about my own alcohol use and how music's always been my constant too. Since I've become more open and vulnerable, I've found that others have too and I've managed to create space in my own energy field to invite in more of the good stuff. So let's do that right now. Let's welcome the idol's magic in. I thought I'd start off by asking you, Dev, what does music mean to you? I mean, it's it's kind of everything that my life is centered around, really. It's been it's it's been there for me in times that I've needed help um emotionally physically you know it's just it's just it's just everything i've anchored my entire life around and have done since since i was a a, a small boy yeah yeah that's great and did you always think that you would be a professional musician I mean, I still don't think that I'm a professional musician at some points, to be honest, mate. But um, yeah, no, I, it's something that I'd, I'd always dreamed of doing. And, you know, like when we were, when you're kind of like a child and you're like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And you're like, I'm going to be a rock star. Yeah, you actually kind of follow through with it at some point, you know, and it becomes your job. And you, um, you know, I'm just very, very, very thankful of that. And yeah, yeah. So you've got a lot of gratitude. Yeah. Oh, massively, massively. And I, I have the best job in the world and I'm, I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world that I get to do uh, what I do, you know, and I, I don't think that I'll ever stop being amazing and stop being a, a complete, just, just a reason to get up in the morning, you know, it just it gives you, a, it gives you a, a skip in your step getting out of bed in the morning, you know. Totally, yeah. Because I know that previously you were like a venue manager in, in Bristol, is that right? I was, yes. It was amazing and it was something that, uh, you know, set, set me up and, you know, I met some amazing people that we still work with now and, you know, I still do quite a lot there in terms of uh, working for and with uh, Gig Buddies, the charity, they're based out of the exchange in Bristol as well. So it's something that's still very close to my heart and I go to gigs as much as I can 
it's still when I'm back off tour, it's kind of like a busman's holiday, isn't it? Really, you just end up going to shows, and you know, and uh, yeah, say something that really is uh, embedded in my life. Amazing, yeah. Um, so I know that you're off to the US very soon. At the time of recording, you are yes. off to New York to support the Strokes in Brooklyn we at are. New Year. How are you feeling about that? I mean, it's kind of squeaky bum time already about it. To be honest, it's uh, it's a bit it's a big old show that one, and you know the, the Strokes are uh, absolute heroes of ours. Um, I, I, you know, idols wouldn't be a band if it wasn't for, for the Strokes. You know, so. It it really is uh, a dream come true, and I, I can't wait to uh, to scare the scare the hell out of uh, thirty thousand New Yorkers. Amazing! I wish I could be there. <laughs> Sounds so good. So that's great. You mentioned you know there'd be no idols without Strokes. So what other bands are, are pivotal to the the genesis of idols? Uh, I mean, it's um, the Walkmen are probably in there as well. Um, they were they were quite a big band. Um, for us, um, Mets as well. They probably helped define us as a band along the way. Um, you know, it's, we kind of met um, at the, you know, 2005, 2006 kind of time uh, is when we first met up. And so there was a lot of guitar bands around at the time that 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 were very influential on us as, as people and, and kind of giving us a... A, um, a defined way in the world to 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 express ourselves and yeah that's just a, a lot of bands from that kind of era is it like even for, even from places that you wouldn't really expect like Bowen was a techno DJ so there were you know we, we were just as much influenced by electro and and stuff like that as as we were from from the AAS for example so it was um yeah a very uh very fruitful time for music I think kind of underrated in, in the in the grand scheme of things and I think it, we kind of look at look back on it now with like new rave and stuff with like kind of looking at it with almost embarrassment at the time because the fashion was pretty awful mate <laughs> we, we looked terrible but there was some really really great music around at the time and we were looking at these bands stood on stage and we were like, you know, we, we can do this, you know, like we, we could be up there and we could be touring, touring the world and, and doing this with our best mates. So yeah, it was a very influential and fruitful time for us. Amazing. So can I ask, what was the point when it all became real, when you were like, we are doing this? Good question. That. I don't know. I think it was, I think the point where, where Lee joined us, um, was when we started to kind of take it a bit more seriously because our old, old guitarist Andy, um, he just fell out of love with it and decided to, to decided to stop being in the band. And and once we had like because Andy was is like was part of our our best friend kind of crew and like as soon as he left and we had someone from outside of our immediate friendship group uh, want to join us, it kind of made us think that it was something tangible you know so the fact that someone else from outside of our group thought that it was worth putting their time into we kind of realized that there was maybe something there so it gave us the the kick up the ass that we needed to start looking to start taking it a bit more seriously i guess and not just really you know not just turn up at the weekends and get shitted and fall about on stage with your mates which is you know as fun as it is you know we we realized that you know we could actually hopefully make this a career for ourselves and, and take it to another level. 
yeah and you have more, have more than done that yeah um so I love that you have a tears for fears what looks like a pillow behind you <laughs> I've got a tears for fears rug, uh, a rug I, yeah. I it. yeah yeah it's like a, it's like a well a wall hanging um I absolutely adore that band um it's probably my first ever musical memory is tears for fears I remember like I've got this vivid memory of being like two and a half three years old or whatever like really young um and in the the living room of my my mum's house and she was playing she had a VHS of uh the video shout and she just played it on repeat and I I just remember I like the it being the sunny day and the light coming through the window and it and that song in, in particular and yeah so they're, they're they're my first musical memory and um yeah, I managed to go and watch them in Cardiff a few years ago, and they had this uh, wall hanging for sale, and uh, I I, made, I put myself into debt completely, like went into my overdraft, but I really needed this uh, wall hanging, so I'm glad uh, glad you noticed it. A lot. I'm obsessed as well. Obsessed. What a band! The new songs are great as well. Yeah, they're incredible, and it's just yeah. certain songs that you will always just be uplifting and for me everything they've ever done it's like that happy sad thing isn't it it's like yeah you know, it's, uh, it's quite it's quite you know to a lot of people it can sound quite morose and yeah quite dark, yeah but i find that kind of uplifting you know there's something something cathartic about sadness in music i think and uh yeah i think that they're they're, they're very very good at it you know totally and do you know what it's so funny you should say that because um i remember when is this it the strokes album came out I found yeah. that really uplifting, but I remember Me I had too. a retail job at the time and I was like, oh, can we put this on? And everyone was like, what the hell is this? This is like cut your wrists music. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? It's like, how, how, how? I, I, don't, I don't hear that myself as well. Yeah. It's like, like, I hear Radiohead and I'm just like, it just it makes me happy. And I'm like, totally. how, I, like... I can kind of hear, you know, it is sad music, but it just it just makes me feel happy. It's like this counterpoint of like hearing sadness in something else. You like it kind of reaffirms yourself and makes you feel good about yourself. But yeah, like I think you know the opening bars of "Is This It" and you just like, you know, it's quite it's quite an understated opener to quite a, a, an up for an album. And I, I just find it, I just think it's amazing. Yeah, and I know that you're a huge fan of vinyl records. I am, yes, yes. What's the collection I, uh, at now? How many have you got? <laughs> uh, I stopped counting. Uh, I stopped counting quite a long time ago, to be honest. It's um, it's been a bit of a difficult one finding out where I'm gonna uh, where I'm gonna put it all, to be honest. But you know, there, there's a way. There's a way because I've, I've recently moved house, so it's uh, a lot of my stuff is still in boxes at the moment. So I'm, I've got to find a home for it all. A very safe home. Because if you're going to do it, you've got to do it properly, you know? Yeah, I'm thinking, are you a bit like um, High Fidelity when he organises it biographically? I'd love to say yes, but I'm not nowhere near that organised. <laughs> nowhere near that organised, no. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm more of a guy who's like, I'm happy. I'm happy it's there, you know. It's good that it's in there. I'll, you know, it never goes back in the same place. It's always somewhere random. Just keeps you on your toes, you know. In terms of yourself, you mentioned that music has been the sort of rock for you in a, in a lot of ways. 
Um, yeah. You said that it's it's gotten you through a lot of things. Are there any that you would want to discuss in terms of like, is there a moment when music was just a spell basically for you? Yeah, I mean, so my my mum died uh, mm. about five or six years ago and uh, I didn't necessarily handle it in the most healthy way possible. You know, I, I, I kind of just went out and I was doing lots of drugs and drinking and, and I didn't really address a lot of the issues around my mum's death. Um, but I took solace in music and I, I found a lot of meaning and purpose in, in other people's art, um, which really did kind of help help me out and help me learn a lot about myself and, and what I what I what what I was feeling and what what was what was inside me and what I kind of like hadn't like not rectified rectified the wrong word kind of what I hadn't discussed I guess to to, to an extent with my mum uh, I found that there was like something in music that that I couldn't find anywhere else really yeah it was uh yeah definitely definitely something that I you know it's it's like a form of therapy isn't it you kind of find that like I said earlier those those counterpoints in yourself you want to you want to express and you you have all these feelings inside and you you might not have the words to be able to express yourself but you you hear this piece of music or you hear those lyrics and you're just like that's what I'm feeling that's that's it that chord change just explains like me or explains this you know and like mogwai for example i i fucking love mogwai i really 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 do love that band so much and you know there's they they they're, they're essentially an instrumental band but they they can explain what i'm feeling in in an instrumental piece of music better than i can describe you know and and that is just such a powerful thing it's uh yeah it's definitely definitely one of those things that helped me out through such a dark time you know that's so interesting that it can be yeah it can be as simple as a chord change um it doesn't have to necessarily be a song that's directly addressing what you're going through i, I read like a I can't, I can't remember who it was but they were they, they basically said that as soon as like you do find different you know the, the, the songwriter wrote the song about whatever it is that they're writing about as a listener, you could you you know it's now your piece of music to to decipher your own feelings with and your own your own meaning behind. So it's kind of irrelevant what they wrote it about it. It becomes your own personal thing. I can't remember who said it, but it's such a such an interesting way. And I was like, yeah, that that that's no longer their music. Like, now it's my piece. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's really interesting how that kind of shifts into into the ownership being from the listener rather than yeah rather than the person that made it you know it's like as soon as as soon as they've put the paintbrush down with that with that music that's it it's no longer theirs anymore yeah and I really love that idols as a band you you address all sorts of toxic problems in the world right now um and I really wish more artists would do that <laughs> Well, it's, it's it's quite a difficult thing, you know. They're quite heavy subjects, and and you know, it's um, it's quite a difficult thing to address. You know, you can't just comp- compartmentalize 
a lot of these bigger problems. But if we can start a discussion about things and get people talking about these complex and often, sorry, often complex issues, then hopefully it will just, you know, get people talking, you know, especially men, you know, to, uh, traditionally struggle to talk about things, um, which which is an exacerbator of uh, think you know suicide and and things like that you know so hopefully if we can just at least start a discussion it can help out people along the way you know yeah yeah and have you seen that change like maybe in your own kind of circle or in your fan community have you seen that more men are more open and more vulnerable yeah i mean like me personally with my mum it was because of the because of like us looking like within the band kind of taking on our own advice and opening up to each other helped me out during those times when my mum had that, when my mum died and I was off the rails a little bit, you know, it was like, yeah, like practice what you preach, you know, it's like these guys are here for me. They're my best friends. Talk to them, open up, tell them what, tell them how you're feeling. If you're pissed off, tell them you're pissed off, tell them what you're pissed off about. It's, it's okay. You know, it's, it's all right to feel these things. You're not, you're not alone, you know? So hopefully, you know, people have, can use us as a springboard to, to open up this world of like self care and self love and looking after themselves on the merch stand over the years. I've met people who have like, told me that we've helped out various situations, like help, help people come out as gay to their parents, help, help people understand themselves uh, in terms of their anger issues or open up to their partners. And like hearing these stories about us, us helping them along the way just makes you realize that what we're doing is like bigger than 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 us you know like we had no idea that we were going to help those people you know we just kind of selfishly almost did it for ourselves to be like yeah no we need to help ourselves and in turn that's kind of showing people that they can you know open up to to different ways themselves and improve themselves as as people and 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 understand themselves a little bit more you know so yeah, it's been an, an amazing journey hearing stories like that along the way, and and I, I don't think I'll ever get bored about hearing hearing positive steps that people taking in their lives to to improve things. You know? Yeah, that's incredible. That blows my mind. <laughs> just the yeah, power. Me too. You kind of forget about uh, that what you do when you're when you're just five people in a room, five mates making music. You kind of like forget because it's, it can be quite a selfish thing music you're just like I like that let's put that in there we like that that's great like we like that and then it like I said like these songs and everything move on to take their own meaning on for other people and then they've you know they've found solace or they found joy or whatever it is in the music that you make you're like fuck it's not just like you know it's bigger than us five idiots in a room making noise you know it, it becomes something else you know and you you can't you kind of have to be mindful of like those progressions in music i guess and like where your art go, gets to and what, what like the effect it has on people you know you just kind of ha- like have to keep that in mind oh yeah so i was going to give you some some random artist names to consider if you think they are a musical force and what your thought thoughts are on each one. Okay. Um so first of all I've got Shirley Manson. Uh I remember buying their debut album, Garbage's debut album, in like when I was like twelve and uh that song Queer, 
it's fucking incredible that song and like i remember it just opening up a world for me that i'd never really delved in before this kind of like dark macabre kind of down tempo thing that I'd, I'd never been introduced to before you know i was only 12 i'm an only child i didn't have older siblings to like hand me down any music so i had to go on this journey myself and they were like instrumental in in opening up like a completely different world for me that i knew nothing about so yeah she's uh she's uh, an incredible incredible musician and i fortunately managed to see her in the summer so I've, I've managed to tick garbage off the list of bands that i needed to see before i croak it so yeah they were they were amazing yeah she's a she's a tour de force as they say amazing i'm a huge fan too um and secondly i've got iggy pop what can you say about him i mean he's uh just a, a living absolute legend isn't he i mean this uh the stages just changed everything you know to be to come up with like that sounds more raw, like raw power sounds better now than a lot of bands with <laughs> like all the equipment in the world you know you still can't sound as good as that um and just yeah i mean He's just something else, isn't he? I'm kind of lost for words when it comes to Iggy Pop because I wanna wanna kind of like give it justice. But what what can you say about the the man? You know, and even like you know, even his uh, collaborations and tracks he's featured on with like like Death in Vegas have just been like with with me and in my life from from the time that I heard them, and I don't think I'll ever stop listening to them. You know, just a just an absolute living legend like i think that the term legend gets banded around quite willy-nilly in this day and age um but yeah he is a genuine living legend you know and we should protect him at all costs 100 percent. have you met him i've not no no i still like still get a bit giddy whenever he plays us on his radio show and you hear that voice and he says an idol that's a really (laughs) bad impression i'm sorry that i did that to any iggy pop fans out there that was terrible i take it back but hearing him say like you know idols is like it still gives me butterflies you know it's like yeah incredible but no not at the not at the pleasure of meeting him sadly um what about slipknot I'll be honest, mate. I don't really think about Slipknot that often. I, uh, I, it's not really. Uh, I mean, I, I think I bought their first record, the one with, um, is it Wait and Bleed? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I bought that record and like incredible, but it just like wasn't. I, like I, I didn't know what it was at the time, but like I've, I've never seen them live. Mm-hmm. I've only heard that record. I mean, they're amazing musicians, you know, and it's like, they're like, you know, it's such a shame about Joey, um, you know, such a tragic story because he was an incredible drummer. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really too au fait with, uh, with their music, mate, to be honest. So a whole other across the spectrum now, Tupac Shakur? Again, like it's, a, it's a, I never really like, yeah, I mean, inc- incredible, I, yeah, incredible artist. I've never listened to Tupac Shakur in my life. I know Joe's a massive hip hop fan and he loves Tupac. Yeah, but I've I've never really kind of delved 
my, myself. I don't know why. I just never have. I'm not like, it's not that like I don't. I just don't really listen to hip hop at home. Like it's not really something that I choose to put on. But there are some you know incredible artists. Or, but it's just never really something that I uh, I delve into that much, to be honest. Um, oh yeah, and the last one is Portishead. Uh, I uh, I do listen to Portishead a hell of a lot. You know, they just create such a such a, a such a world sonically. You know, it's uh, you hear you hear uh, a Portishead track, and you like you, you know from a snare like that it's a Portishead song, and that's an incredible feat to have as a, as an artist nowadays. Um, you know, they they're just absolutely stunning and I think third was probably probably the biggest influence on on us on the last record uh, it's, it's it's one of the rare albums in idols that we kind of all agree on because um, we, we got very we got five separate you know we're five separate people with separate music tastes and ideas um, but that's like one of the records that we're, we're all like in agreement on the and yeah, we just uh, absolutely adore that band and Beak as well. That Jeff is uh, that Jeff is in uh, are also an incredible, incredible outfit. And yeah, long, long may they all continue. Amazing. Yeah, I remember seeing them sound check at Latitude one year, and it was that track. It's called Machine Gun, I think. Yeah, and it yeah, was just yeah, this yeah. like the... <laughs> weird machine uh, gun vibe. It's it, it's one of those songs that I put on the headphones, and you kind of like walking around head nodding, and you just feel like you want to fight the world. Like it's such a such a song. Yeah, I managed to see him at Hammersmith Apollo like years and years ago, and uh, yeah, it was just one of one of the best gigs I've ever been to. It was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully I get to see him play live again soon one day. But we'll hopefully, see. let's hope. I know, yeah. Let's hope and pray, my friend. Absolutely. Um, and I wanted to kind of finish by asking you about Gig Buddies. So what is Gig Buddies for anyone that doesn't know? So Gig Buddies is a, a charity set up by the Stay Up Late guys in Brighton. And it's basically kind of like a, f- a friendship um, pairing service um, that that pairs up adults with, uh, with learning disabilities and autism or autism um, with a friend uh, who's got similar interests. And they basically meet up once a month or more often and go to shows or events or whatever it is that they're both interested in and just have a just have a great time together really um it's such a wonderful service and i think throughout the pandemic with everything being taken away it kind of like really highlighted to me in particular um how much we take for granted uh like vet like going out and um, venues and accessibility in venues and just being able to just pop down to watch a gig if you fancy it you know and like for a lot for a lot of people and it's it's not as easy as that and I think if we can highlight those those things for people then hopefully hopefully we can improve some people's lives and uh, make some amazing friendships on the way so I've been involved with those guys for for the last year or so, we did a, a raffle and an online gig um, last year. We got some amazing people involved. I mean, Stuart Lee did a set for us. Sean Walsh, McCluskey, Fed Lilly, TV Priest did a online gig. And then 
uh, we held a raffle and we had some amazing prizes. Uh, Radiohead gave us a test press of Kid A. Mogwai gave us some, like the flute that they used on like some early recordings and Slow Dive gave us uh, like a, like a, an original demo cassette that they sent out to labels to try and get signed back in the 80s. And, uh, you know, we got some really amazing prizes from everyone and we managed to raise enough money to kind of keep uh, the Cardiff chapter running for, or like really help out and keep it running for a, for a year and, and start a Bristol chapter, which is amazing. But we've set up, you know, it's, it's managed to highlight the... the um, the charity all across the country and and we're uh we're currently starting talks about doing something for next year so there'll be something quite exciting coming so hopefully we'll uh we'll have some news for you soon amazing so we'll put the link to gig buddies and everything in in the show notes so people can check it out and get involved amazing thank you very much yeah it's such it's such a great charity run by some absolutely wonderful people and uh yeah, if we can, um, you know, just highlight and, and improve people's lives, then, you know, we've hopefully done a good thing for yeah. people, you know. You really are like the embodiment of songs or spells in terms of the power of music and just helping people improving their lives and making them feel seen. Like, I feel like that's really what, what this is about. Well, thank you very much. Hopefully that's, um, you know, that's something that we can uh, keep working on, you know, and just... You know, you never stop learning. Every day is a school day. Yeah, it really is, you know. And, like, I've, I'm kind of like, you know, I've been... I stopped drinking for for a bit about eight months ago and I've realised that kind of, you know, if, taking that away from my life has just, like, kind of made me think about, you know, getting up and just trying to attack the day a little bit more and just try and be a bit more productive and learn a little bit more, you know, because... Like I said, you, you you never stop learning and hopefully I can keep doing that for a while. Yeah, um, I've just thought of something I've forgotten to ask you as well on that note. You mentioned kind of self-care earlier. Um, what would be your kind of go-to self-care? Uh, be kind to yourself, for one thing. Um, don't beat yourself up over... over I, th- I think a lot of people can like kind of get within themselves and worry about that minor details on stuff but just be kind to yourself and and don't do that much don't do cocaine i think is probably a good one as well for me personally you know it's uh yeah it's been a good thing to uh you know start looking after myself a little bit you know yeah yeah have you addressed that in terms of um do you work with any like support groups or no i've just uh kind of just taken it on myself it was something i needed to kind of you know do for myself and I think if I need you know I've used therapy but in the past and I've I've used certain services when I've needed it but this felt this felt like it was something that I could do on my own and uh it's been yeah it's been good so far it's been you know it's it's you know I'm probably gonna have a drink again at some point but it's just been good to re readdress my relationship with alcohol and and you know just uh not just get to a Friday after a week at work and just be like, hey, you know, it's just like, because that become, that become normalised and it was something that I was kind of aware of and just be like, you know, I should maybe stop, you know, see if I can address that. And, you know, it's been, it's been good so far and it's just meaning that I can wake up in the mornings and not feel like shit and go, uh, go for a walk. 
because at the end of the day, mate, I'm getting on a bit now. So the hangovers aren't, uh, they're not as uh, easy as they used to be. They, they hurt a little bit more nowadays, you know? Yeah. Um, I found that because I, I hardly drank at all during lockdown. And then when everything opened up again, I just went wild. And yeah. I had the worst anxiety the next day after I'd been drinking. It was like waking up with like my heart pounding and just really, really bad. Um, and I find that I get more of that if I'm more like sporadic with my drinking. But then, you know, I won't drink for a month or whatever, but then I'll just hammer yeah. it for like a weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. so bad. It's really, really bad. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, if you get... Like I kind of like read, like looked into like just to keep myself on the straight and narrow. At the start, I was like reading a few things, and it's like, you know, your body takes, especially when you get older, it takes longer to recover. So if you're going out and smashing yourself on the head two days of a weekend, like you're spending most like I was spending most of my week recovering from that, and then as soon as I started to feel good around Thursday, Friday, I'd go and smash myself on the head again, you know. And it's like doing that for twenty years. It's like it's going to take its toll. So it's been. You know, it's like good to kind of pull it back a little bit. How are you doing with it? Are you have you got that balance with it, or are you are you still kind of dipping your toe in for a bit and then? Yeah, I guess I'm a bit of a binge. I, I'm a bit of a binger with it. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. Um, so when I go out, I go out. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> there's no hanging. You go no out holding you, back. Hey, if you're going to love, love with all your heart, you know, it's like one of those things, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's tough though, isn't it? It's like, I, I've, I've got that, I've, I just don't have an off switch. Like, I, I, you know, once I've started, I, I keep going, which is like pretty much the same with what I've been doing. It's like, if I'm going to stop, I'm really going to stop. And like, that's probably, you know, still not ideal because it's just like, I've finding balance in my life is kind of something that I need to, need to kind of do so maybe that's the next thing that i'll uh i'll i'll try and work on having a bit more balance in my life speaking to dev felt like speaking to a kindred spirit someone that loves music and uses it for release and for resonance with however he's feeling at that point this is what i mean by songs or spells idols music especially the new album crawler is just that it feels like an exorcism in parts and their vulnerability on it is admirable. The discussion of alcohol as a means of coping and how Dev then addressed this shows a real self-awareness and a strength that I really admire. And anyone who can maintain sobriety in an industry where addiction is the norm and even sometimes encouraged is astonishing. Dev seems to be in a much better place than ever and I cannot wait to see Idols live again. It's almost like being at a ritual where everyone can connect with their energy. At the time of recording, sadly, their New York City Hogmanay show, supporting the Strokes in Brooklyn, was cancelled due to COVID. But now they are back touring the UK and I personally cannot wait to see their shows at the Glasgow Badlands. Each week, I'll be bringing you the Songs or Spells' very own Spellcast. This will be discussing what's going on in the universe and what might affect you and your energy. So this week, the moon is waning, removing any obstacles in your way. This might feel intense because the moon is in Scorpio, sign of the darker parts of our psyche. But don't fear this, but continue to work through your blockages using a journal 
or even therapy to become more expansive. As you release what no longer serves you, you gain more self-power and self-awareness and intuition. So go for it and don't fear it. Hey, do you love the Songs or Spells podcast presented by me, Carolyn King? Hearing about how rock stars use magic in their lives? Do you want to level up your life using the easy spiritual tips discussed with our amazing guests like Aurora, Idols and OG Sex Pistol Glenn Matlock? Well, now is the time. I personally have manifested many things like relationships, tuition fees and even specific podcast guests. And now, so can you. Think of me as a personal guide for your spiritual glow up. I'm here to explain powerful techniques such as the law of attraction, gratitude, manifesting and affirmations, coach you through each practical step, keep it entertaining and bring you into a fun community where you can expand your network. And we all know it's who you know. So what are you waiting for? As Billie Eilish, Bruno Mars, Jay-Z and Ariana Grande know. Yep, they all practice this. A weekly bit of witchery does not take long. Imagine how much power you would have if you kept this up. So get ready to level up, I've got your back. Once you subscribe, you have full access to the entire back catalogue of exclusive weekly Patreon episodes and a weekly group connect call where we will share tips on how to apply this to our everyday lives. We officially launch on the 1st of February, 2022, just in time for the new moon. So join me today on our Patreon community page. You can access it via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bio at the Songs Are Spells podcast. I can't wait to meet you. Next week, we are joined by a living legend. Speech from Arrested Development. Do not miss this episode. In the meantime, check out the Patreon community and start your own witchy journey. Connect with me on social media. You can find us at Songs Are Spells Podcast and on TikTok at Songs Are Spells. Who would you like to hear on the podcast? Let us know. The Songs Are Spells Podcast has been co-produced and presented by me, Carolyn King. Co-produced and edited by Helena Rifai with music by The Van Tees.